Yeah, I'm gonna make this a little smaller so like Yo, just give us him. We don't have to see us. Oh, no, no, I'm not even talking about that. Oh, okay. I'm talking about making this Alright. A quick bad toosie. What's so funny? Quick you guys bad toosie. Because <laughs> we did a little dance. We did the same dance at the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, welcome back to another episode of the Aging Punks Complain, the podcast where our guests surprise us with a topic to complain about. Oh, that sounds fun. Is that a mouth? Mouthful? No. That's what he said. I want it to be. Uh, Just enough. Um, I'm Raymond Strife. <laughs> Bella Mozzarella. Derek Smackland. Derek Smackland. And how was your guys' week? Uh, Whatever. I got a flat tire today. So I had did. to change a flat tire today. And it was awesome. Did it in five seconds. Yeah, I Literally. watched Bella change this tire and it was incredibly fast. Yeah. And I offered no help. She did like a pro like like they do. like. Yeah, yeah I, put on a, like I put on a fire retardant they... outfit. And I put, yeah, absolutely. That's funny. Yep. Now, yeah. Ray did help. He handed me the tools I asked him to hand you me. You didn't make yeah. like a TikTok of you doing like a... A cartwheel? Quick, no. A, no, a quick tire change? I don't know how quick. to make TikToks. I she don't was flying. It would either. take longer to take the fucking phone out than it took her to fucking change the tire. I really did. I've had, probably, I've had that car for seven years and I've had about eight flat tires in it. Is once wow. a year, right? Yeah, once once to twice a year. And now it's leap year. I'm, this is my second flat this year. You have flats Actually. on your bike, don't you? Yes, yeah. I brought we that. Are you a pro at switching those out? Uh, it it doesn't take that long. I've done it on the road a couple times. Where it's it can be really frustrating because you have to find the thing that. Oh, you know the tire. how to patch it. You're talking yeah, about you, patching it. Yeah, you patch it up and then you use the hand I've pump. I've had to do that before. It's cool, man. I, I find these uh, plugs. They're 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 little patches where you don't have to do all the extra shit. It just fucking you just flap it on like a sticker. You don't have to yeah. like do a, a oh, ton yeah. of work. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's way easier now. I have an air compressor in my car too and normally like if the tire goes just like low, I'll just like fill it up until I get somewhere, like till I get home so I don't have to change the, the flat. And uh the fucking fuse was broken or yeah. blown. So then my 12 volt didn't work, so I couldn't use the air compressor either. It so it was, was really perfect, just perfect, perfect storm. storm. Yeah. And we uh went to the Philadelphia Museum, Museum of, of Art. Art. Yeah. All right. We farted in the museum. <laughs> we our, farted. Our guest is going to be done with that joint soon if we don't introduce <laughs> well, sorry, him. Sorry. I, I have a funny I have <laughs> a <little laughs> container cool. here. Yeah. yeah, it's legal. Wait, before yeah. we introduce yeah. him. Legal where y'all are at too, no? Yeah. New Jersey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. New Jersey. It's, de- <laughs> it's decriminalized. I don't know if it's legal. No, you guys know. It no, it's legal in New Jersey. I forgot. It just, it yeah. Is, oh, yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Now. Oh, well, yeah, it doesn't it make a difference. Who's our, who's our guest, by the way? I don't do drugs, bro. Listen, this, all right, this, uh, <laughs> we should introduce this guy. Only all muscle right. milk. Our guest today is a person that I didn't meet for a long time, and we corresponded through Facebook uh, about like booking DIY rap shows, and uh, they are kind of a legend now uh, in that world of booking uh, DIY rap shows in that circuit. And uh, whole, whole new levels of torture and abuse, my friends. <laughs> He's the mastermind behind Oliver Book and Co. Ladies uh. and gentlemen, Nicholas Oliver. Woo! Oh, I like that. I got a little fake track there. That's <laughs> oh, it's not fake. Wait, we got an audience <laughs> behind us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't live, stu- live studio audience. <laughs> They're in just like cheers. Yeah. We'll keep them yeah, locked up down there and make them clap for everybody that comes in. <laughs> How you been, Nick? Uh, <laughs> um... I've been pretty good. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm good like everybody else is like, yeah, I'm good, you know. I mean, <laughs> that's a lie. Like yeah, pretty much. Lie. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of like, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard not to talk about like mental health, but everything is like all encompassing, like in the topic that I pick. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm good. I mean, um, I spent a lot of time in my life being like 
the most irresponsible person, like fucking up and Heard. not not doing the things that I should do. Um, and for the last like seven years, I've become like the most responsible person in my peer group, and it's like fucking frightening and very scary. Um, <laughs> can, can relate almost. I'm not yeah, quite the well, most responsible. Well, I mean, uh, who's I in mean, your friend group? Just you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, that's a lie. Well, see, that's a lie. I can't say that I'm the most responsible person in my friends group because I have friends that smoke way less pot than me and own houses at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, apparently those things can be achieved. These I'll guys get one. smoke more pot than me and own their houses. I do see, not yes. smoke weed. You don't, you don't smoke. <laughs> I haven't smoked weed in years. I want to smoke uh, now, but I don't get... want Ray to lose his job. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Can't, can't hop out the room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, um, things have been things have been all right. I mean, with with like touring and everything, and COVID, everything's still kind of strange. Uh, yeah, for um, sure. Like places are. Uh, I mean, places want shows and want to make money, but people are still kind of unsure if they want to uh, go out. Uh, yeah, and other and other people want to go out, but they don't want to follow the rules. So yeah, you know. it can't. There's the balance is off still. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, aside from that, my uh, my daily life, I help raise uh, my two godchildren. Twin seven-year-olds. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, their mom uh, owns the house. She's like, her her mom was like really close with my my wife. She used to live with her back in the day. I used to live with her back in the day. And then she ended up buying a house and she got married. She bought a house 10 years ago. She got married. And then um, right before her kids were born seven years ago, basically she was like, oh yeah, you guys want to like move in here and help us raise these kids and like live here in my house rent free or whatever. So, well, that's pretty much what we did. And then we ended up moving to the apartment upstairs and, um, but we've been with them since two weeks before they were born. That's awesome. So that, so that kind of like catapulted me like into. Yeah. Being a more, more of a grown up. <clears throat> yeah. And, and like, right as, um, right as that was kind of starting was right when the booking stuff was really kind of picking up because I moved in there in 2014 and that's when I did that cage tour with sadistic. And yeah. Yeah. That was, that was like the first tour. And it's funny. Like, I mean, I had done tours prior to that. Chesky introduced me to AWOL one of uh, the shapeshifters and that's who was kind of like the first person that gave me a shot besides Chesky and then sadistic got me in with cage. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a, and, a huge leap, you know, that's really yeah, cool. Oh, for I, sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It was like, I had to kind of like do this thing where I had to like, he was like, Oh, well, if you can book like this many, like if you can book me like this many shows, like in this amount of time, like you can book the whole tour basically. And I ended up booking like five times as many shows as he wanted. Yeah. And we ended sick. up, yeah, that tour was like really, really long. But right around that time was right around the time the kids were being born. So um, I had been living with my dad in Dartmouth, which is the town over from New Bedford. And um, he had the family home for a while, which he lost, um, which will probably come up at some point during this discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, he ended up, uh, we ended up moving out of there and moving in with them. So yeah, so I mean, the combination of like being in charge of people's livelihoods on top of being in charge of people's lives comp like combined probably helped uh help me uh become a little bit more responsible so yeah i can't lie and say i'm the most responsible person in my peer group uh i went for a long time being somebody that probably um yeah like you know i didn't pay people back money and stuff yeah, and, you yeah, know right. like shit like that like you know like i was just a bum i didn't pay my rent and like got evicted from a bunch of places and like you know destroyed apartments just did like fucked up shit i mean you know i was young and stuff That's it's whatever. just part of growing up the guy the guy stuff. yeah the guy had it coming but you know, <laughs> it's all right yeah some yeah. people some people 
you know, you just got to fill a 40 ounce with piss and leave it in the fridge for a few days later, <laughs> marinate and cut a hole in the couch and just let it fly. You know what I'm saying? You know, so. I, but yeah, I know so, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, how's, yeah, uh, you know. How's New Bedford, man? Uh, it's the same. It's yeah. always the same. Yeah, I, only, I visited you there once, and I had a blast uh, in the short time. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, it can be a great time. I mean, the thing that I like about it most is that, like, uh, there's just not a lot going on there, but there is, like, a lot of bad things that go on there, and there's so many bad things that go on there that you can be, like, a mo- moderately to good person, you know, moderately good person, and as long as you kind of just, like, don't do any type of, like, crazy shit, like, you pretty much can just kind of, like lay back in the cut and do whatever you want. People just leave you alone. Yeah. That's probably like the primary thing that keeps me there. It also tends to be a lot cheaper than some of the other places, like on the East coast, especially. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things I grew up there. I tried, I've tried to leave there so many times. Like I tried living in California. I tried living in Cape Cod. I tried living in New Hampshire, like all these different places. And I always end up back in new bedford so we were just talking just, about that today like yeah. moving different places and what feels right and for me yeah, trenton yeah. trenton's kind of home even though like it hasn't always felt like that recently but uh mm-hmm. i don't know like it's like i kind of sometimes i'm like maybe i could live somewhere else for the, like a year or two and then i just don't i don't i find a reason not to you know yeah yeah for sure yeah and now with the kids and stuff like we're so situated like we have to like their mom has like no family really like very small and like we're like real like important in the kids lives so like we can't just like get up and leave as much as i want to like i can't (laughs) you know i I would love to like wake up tomorrow and just pack my bags and be like oh i'm gonna go live in a tent on a weed farm in portland oregon see you later (laughs) in like 40 years from now or something you know what i'm saying but yeah yeah no i i definitely feel kind of rooted there so yeah it's home you know it's you know where to go for a job and you know who to call for a ride. You know there's a Dunkin' Donuts every half mile. Oh, Jesus, don't remind me. I swear they... <laughs> I swear. They, and it's like the worst coffee in the world, too. It's all right if you buy it and make it at home, but I, none of those people can make a cup of coffee, unfortunately. I don't know why that is. It's all good, though. People need to get paid. People need a job. It's not an exact science. I know how it is. I make my coffee every morning at home, and I swear I never make it the same way Probably every day. True. So, you know, so... I'm what not. Do? I'm not from Jersey, but I just realized I've lived here longer than anywhere else I've ever lived. <laughs> yeah. Now at this point, yeah, because I lived in California till I was 20, and then I was in Colorado till I was like, oh, how old was I? 25 or whatever, 2004. So then, yeah, I've been here since 2004. But you lived in so, California till you're 20. Yeah. So, I, so that's the longest you've. Oh yeah. So that somewhere. would be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, yeah. I'm doing my math completely getting, wrong. No, you're getting there. No, how, so how long have I been here for then? 2004. So I'm almost there. Yeah. It'll almost be longer years. that I've been here. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. You're getting close. We'll yeah, see where you're at in 2024. I was thinking. I don't know why I was thinking 10. Years. So I was in uh, New Zealand yeah, for moved, 35 yeah, years. Yeah, I left California when I was 36. I drove here when I was 10. No, I'm just kidding. So Nick, man, what's weird though? What's your subject? What What's your topic? Um. I don't know. Pretty much what we started off with. I mean, just kind of. You got know. a lot of smoke in there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, Get out. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just kind of like um, just kind of like the state of everything and kind of how um everybody's mental health is pretty much in the toilet. Um, also, secretive family shit. Okay. Things. Th- no, no, no. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, and Ray, Ray knows. Because today I had hit Ray up and I was like, oh, I either want to talk about like, you know, my misspent youth and like my fucked up tales of all the things that me and my friends did when we were young. Because me and my friends had, there's some pretty crazy shit that I, I'll get into at some point. But um, 
And I was also like, um, oh, like mental health and family stuff. And I was like, actually, I probably could just combine that all into one thing because it's all relevant, you know, like growing and evolving and like your mental health and like the things that you face when you're young as opposed to when you get older and like um, yeah. the state the state of the world that we're in now and how you don't really have time to like um, catch up and like absorb and process one tragedy before like the next wave hits and you have to deal with something else. Like everybody's kind of becoming like a little bit desensitized and like moving a lot faster through space and trying to get away from things and you know i don't know yeah but um but the reason why i said secret family shit is because there's a whole bunch of secret my wife told me that i could that my wife so, <laughs> i am so secret excited. family shit is that what we're calling no, listen episode? listen hey <laughs> hey secret listen my wife told me that i could talk about whatever i want we're allowed to put this uh, on here right, right before you start before you start i some of the stuff you're about to go into eric can relate to i oh, think oh what are you trying so, to say I, no i'm just like excited <laughs> oh, okay. the, the you world. mean your dad was a professional stunt guy <laughs> yeah but i never <laughs> even met him all right let's i'm sorry i just wanted to say like i no I'm no no, excited. it's all good like, well we've just, been going through like a whole entire thing like um like over like the past like couple of years like my wife found out that she had um because my mother's wife uh, I mean, my, my, my <laughs> hold on, my mother's wife. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Perfect. Yeah, it's it's working. It's working. Um, my wife's mom uh, was married to my wife's father for, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. My wife's dad for a while. Oh, man, maybe um, you shouldn't have smoked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, too many, too many, uh, too many familial names coming in my head all at one time. I'm trying to get out too much at one time. Yeah, so anyway. They were married for a while. They split up. Melissa, my wife, was the only uh, child that they had. Her dad ended up going on and having three other children. And it was totally hidden from my wife until like last year. That's and, crazy. And and she didn't. And the only reason why she found out was because, of course, I had to be like a detective. And I found out that she had a sister. And then shortly after that, we had um, a mutual friend that passed away. And I went to the funeral, and it turns out that the brother, or one of the siblings of the person that had passed away, ended up being, like, best friends with my wife's sister that she had never met. And I ended up, like, researching online and finding out that she had two brothers, one that was, like, 29 and one that was a teenager, and all on the father's side. And, like, her mom has, like, hid this from her her whole life. Not necessarily hid it, but kind of like, oh, you ha you found out you have siblings? We thought you knew. Wow. That's, pretty, that's how they wow. treated it. Well, her mom is ne not necessarily um her mental faculties aren't the best. She she's uh she's like either like bipolar with like uh like schizoaffective disorder or she's paranoid schizophrenic. She was really good for a long time and stable with medication and over the recent years she started to kind of like come undone a little bit again and she's kind of like got stuck like in this weird like phase. So but her step my wife's stepfather now ex-stepfather because her, they got divorced um thinks that it's not a good idea to tell her mom that we found out about this so my wife knows that her family hit it but she can't say anything <laughs> about it to her mother and it's like this thing that's like kind of like i would always on. i would totally forget and just blow it <laughs> yeah oh no 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 oh, believe me no no no. there's like this whole concern <laughs> my wife's mom has like done some like wild shit so like you know there's she my wife has this fear that um if she says or does something that's, you know, 
going to make her mom upset that her mom's going to do something wild or something. I don't know. So it's kind of like that's just kind of left at that. That's a lot of the problems with a lot of the things that go on in my life. Like I say, oh, yeah, everything's cool, yeah, whatever. But it's like <laughs> the relationship, the relationships I have with a lot of people, they tend to like you can't approach them honestly because they had their own shit going on. So if you try to like approach them with something and they kind of like, you know, it's people just want to take shit the wrong way. Yeah, like the foundation's to, not stable, you know. Not, like, yeah, you, you knock people, people down real easily, you know. Yeah, and uh, like people just, I don't know, people just don't want to hear about bad shit. They don't want to hear about bad shit about themselves. You know, they don't want to, I don't know, work on things and improve things and just like, I don't know, they want to stay the same, I guess. I think um, there's so much people can do. So like when you add extra shit, they're like, no. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I got for sure. one level, like a one mode I'm going in and these are the for things sure. I can handle and if there's yeah, any more. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just in and denial. Like, yeah. And like a lot of like people have like, you know, they'll have friends that'll have like that one thing about them that they that's really bad that they try to ignore because they really love the person and they just want to like be their friend like, oh, you know, this guy's been my friend for 25 years, you know. He's not racist, but you know, he's <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, he says the N-word when he when he raps along to the song. Do you know what I mean? But he don't see nothing wrong with it. But aside from that, he he give you the shirt off his back. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but with everybody that I know, it's more kind of like, oh, they're great people, but I have to dance around on eggshells with them because yeah. if I was actually honest with them, I probably like would not have a relationship with them anymore because they would want to like <clears throat> you know, not talk to me or whatever. Yeah, they think you know you're fucking saying? with them when you're just telling them the fucking yeah, truth. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Some people in my life like that. I think. Yeah. I feel like I just got in like season three of a drama show. I didn't. I don't know anything about. We're on season, <laughs> we're on season four. Someone's well, that's explain to me all the and characters. That, yeah, and that wasn't even what I was gonna say when I initially launched into all that. My, <laughs> I found out today. My father. My I grew up with like my dad. He was like a single dad. My mom was in my life, but she kind of like came and went. Um, she came like, she would came back into my life pretty much like for a time, like from like junior high into like high school. And then she dipped for a while. And then like, that's a hard time I, to deal with. Well, that. I moved, and then I moved in with this girl when I was 16, I moved out of my father's house and I, we lived in the, in the basement of her parents' office and they did massage therapy upstairs, but like legit, not like happy ending style stuff. <laughs> oh, like, you know, like, that's what I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm no. just kidding. No. It wasn't. It wasn't that. Pro- I mean, it was probably profitable, but not that profitable. Got you. But, but this was like they would have they would have these people come from like Japan and Sweden and actually like do these seminars of these like I don't know. Apparently, these were like uh, top notch masseuse massage therapist people who knew and created all these different things. Whatever. Well, one morning I woke up and I went upstairs to get a cup of coffee and my mom was up there and I was Whoa. like, I was like, oh shit, ma. And she was like, oh yeah. Donald, who was my girlfriend's, uh, at the time, my girlfriend's father. Oh yeah. That's my, that's like my mentor for like massage therapy or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, that's pretty much when I got into more of a normal relationship with my mom. Like my, there was like always like this thing going on when I was a kid, like, uh, like my dad was the good guy. My mom was the bad guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when it was time for my parents to split up, I was given the choice. And of course I picked my dad and you know, my dad would let me watch wrestling when my mom would want me to shut the TV off. At night. <laughs> yeah, and that pretty choice. much. You know what I mean? My mom dropped me off at Sunday school. Um, I called my daddy, picked me up. I went home and ate, you know, watched wrestling and ate roast beef out of the bag. That's the, so, that's what goes into your decision making. Yeah, exactly. And I have yeah. like these like visions of being a kid and my mom being like knelt down and like pulling socks out of a drawer and like stuff in a bag and being like, "So what do you want to do?" And, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, and, and, and I'm like. Oh. All I'm thinking in my head is like, man, fucking, my dad took me to 
go see pro wrestling in Providence, Rhode Island. Man, he bought me one of those foam fingers and shit. Yeah, John three sixteen. He, cook, he cooks me. He cooks me um, fried vegetables. Uh, vegetables have pora and the fry daddy. You know. He yeah. makes me uh, uh, ste- steak em bowls, steak em bowls. I mean, my dad, you know, I love my dad, but he had me going for a long time thinking that he was like this, you know, when you're young, you think your dad's a hero and all that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so, you know, so dealing with the initial shock of all that later on in life, you know, but my dad, I don't even know how I got started on my dad, but you yeah, said oh, something yeah. happened today. He, he called said something me. about a massage yeah, place. I was just remembering as I was being reminded. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I rest, I sleep, you know, people think I'm sleeping, but I'm just resting with my eyes closed. That's what my grandmother used to tell me. Um, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. So um, my my dad called me today because uh, he's not doing too well. Um, he's like, he has diabetes and his, uh, his doctor was overdosing him on uh, high blood pressure medication for a long time. Mm. But, oh, he gives my, but he gives my dad the other meds that he really likes. So, good doctor. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, only got to see him once a year. Now yeah. you just see him on the TV. You know what I mean? Oh, on the the TV, on the computer. You know, oh, you're yeah. on our TV. A couple of times yeah. a month. Yeah, you know what I mean. So anyway, he calls me today because he had this episode where um he blacked out in public. Um, he was doing this thing where he was blacking out. I think it's because his, oh, his blood pressure, his blood pressure is dropping really low. Well, from taking this overdose of blood pressure medication for many years, he lost pretty much all function of his kidneys. Now he only has 15% of his kidneys to use. So he had to start on dialysis not that long ago. And like during this whole thing, he's been having these episodes where like he'll black out. Sometimes he'll like lose control of like, you know, everything and like pass out like his, like his like urine and like shit himself and all that. Other times he just blacks out. Well, I guess it happened yesterday and then it happened again today or yes, last night at home and he broke his rib and he called me and he wanted to talk to me. And he was in one of these zones where, you know, I'm Nicholas, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it to 75, 70, you know, that I just don't know. He's 61. He'll be be 61 in January. That's like young now, man. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Well, he hasn't taken care of himself for a long time. He has, he's highly depressed person. He'll spend like week in bed and like, you know, eat terribly. He did that for so long. And then now it's kind of like, well, now he's basically trying to save himself as much as he can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so he calls me and he's telling me all these things and, uh, he tells me, Nicholas, he goes, uh, I was going to tell you something that I've never told anybody else in my whole entire life. <laughs> and he goes, but he goes, I wasn't going to tell you, you know, he goes, and I might, he goes, I've never told anyone. He goes, I might not tell anyone. And he's, <laughs> what is and he it? Goes, what is it? And he goes, and he goes, do you want to know? <laughs> It's like, yeah, asshole. I would definitely like to know. Um, so he goes, my father isn't my father. So his father yeah. isn't his father. So the grandfather that I grew up with, I moved in with my, my dad moved in with his parents in Dartmouth, which is the town over yeah. from New Bedford. Lived there like from, I was in there from the age of like eight until 16. Um, I lived there for a couple of years with my mom. I lived there mostly with just my dad. My uncle Frank, who is, I guess, my dad's half brother now, um, also lived there from time to time. Um, and uh, yeah, so like um, basically the man that I grew up with, like I grew up in a household with all guys. Like my mom left, and when my mom left, it was me, my dad, my grandfather, and sometimes um, my uncle Frank. Uh, God, my uncle Frank is dead. Uh, my uncle Frank uh, died of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He never smoked a day in his life. Oh, Just crap. Just crack. Mm. Lots of crack. Lots of crack. Sorry for um, your loss. 
That it, it happened a while ago. He was definitely somebody that like died like on his own terms. So mm. he, it's all good. I'm totally good with it. You okay. know what I mean? It's a good way but, to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, um, now, you know, he's my dad's half brother, I guess I find out. So, and my dad's like, oh, well, you know, he's like, you're not like mad or anything. Are you like, what do you think about that? Like, he's trying to like gauge me, you know what I mean? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I guess that's, that's crazy. You know, I'm like, how did you find this out? And he's like, well, my he's like your grandmother had an affair with a man after your uncle was born because my uncle and my father were like about 10 years apart maybe mm. 10 12 years apart and my uncle frank and my grandfather don't look like anybody else in the family which i never <laughs> which i never ever ever and that's how much I, he's my grandfather that's how much you i just love accept him. it yeah him and my uncle frank were like very short and everybody me and my dad are like 5'11 my brother's taller than me you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, but it also is like, oh, well, my uncle, my, my uncle Georgie, my grandfather's brother who lived across the street. That means that that guy is not related to me at all. Mm -hmm. Fuck that guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. Fuck that guy. I'm happy about that, that I didn't know that then, because let me tell you what. I mean, hey, you know what I mean? That guy got what was coming in the end. So what are you going to do? <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, but it's just what it just is what it is. But yeah, so um, that that I found out today right after I told Ray about like what I wanted the topic to be. Huh. So I was like, I was like, yeah, so when I get on this thing, I'm just going to kind of launch into kind of just like everything all at once. And that's what know, we're here just, for. Just kind of go, from, go yeah. from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to real. Th I haven't been to real therapy in a long time. So you guys are in for it. Yeah. This is real therapy. I ever have. You can be on our no, podcast No, for more. real. It is. No, for real. It is. Hey. Talking is like talking shit out is the best. When, when I met sure. my biological mom. She tried to tell me who my biological dad was, and she, it's not him. Like, I found out through ancestry, oh, it's somebody completely man. different, and she has no clue oh, who this guy is. Oh, How man. crazy is that? That's crazy. And that she's like, it's insane, not that guy, man. it's this other guy. I'm oh, like, no, nah, the DNA is not going to lie. Oh. So yeah, it's a whole mess. Yeah, man. I have a friend that I'm really, that I'm really close with that I've, um, that I've reacquainted with after not being in touch with for a long time. And now we're hanging out like every like once a week. We hang out every Tuesday, and I take him to work a few days a week and stuff. But he has a situation kind of similar. Like he grew up with a guy that was his grandfather, but he wasn't really his grandfather. But he raised him because his parents um, were like too wild and couldn't be there. You know what I mean? And then later on in life, he found out he thought it was his grandfather. And then later on in life, he found out that it wasn't. So it's yeah, so it's wild, man. Uh, so many family Darren, secrets. Man. Bobby, yeah. Bobby yeah. Darren, the singer, he, he yeah. had his, his older sister his whole life, and later in life she told him he, she was his mom. Mm. Was oh, wow, yeah. yeah. I feel like so, I've heard that, that before. Let wild. me tell you what. Wow. I got, off, I got off the phone today just finding that shit out about my, about my grandfather, and yo, if somebody came to me and told me my sister was my mother... Oh man, I don't hey, know. You done one of those <laughs> DNA things, the ancestor thing? Nah, I don't give my DNA nah. to nobody no unless it's yeah. a warrant. Yeah, unless it's a fucker. You see, I'm all just worried about the hacks. Com the foster companies that bought those and like all these people that own everyone's DNA now. They could, yeah, they could, they could clone me if they want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, right. You'll just, well, run just like yourself one day. Already, well, yeah, they, yeah, they already have my DNA from when I went to jail. So, oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. See, at that point, if I if I was it in that matter position, now. yeah, if I was in that position, I would, <laughs> I would I would feel the same way too. But yeah, no, unless they come with a warrant for that shit. But yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot, I have a lot of friends that have that have done the DNA, like the twenty three and me, all that, and yeah, you find out a lot of interesting shit, and it's crazy how many secrets that families like harbor you know what i mean like not even just shit like um like like as as ill as like oh your grandfather's not your grandfather or like, hey bobby darren 
your sister's your mother. You <laughs> know I'm, what I mean? I'm worried now it's that someone, I'm worried now that someone's gonna come to me and be like, "Hey, I'm your kid." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Right? That's exactly. What I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are you? Exactly. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> possibly. But just Wild like Colorado like, I'm days. Your no, oh. no, before that, I'm talking about California, maybe. Oh shit! <laughs> Colorado oh, shit. nights. Yeah. You have a thirty-year-old son. I don't think I do. I think I would know by now. <laughs> yeah, you impregnated until he was ten, and then drove to Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get out of here, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. He's doing his paper cool. out on the way out. Well, I only got seven dollars and thirty-five cents. Well, if they're if they're already older than eighteen, I don't have to worry about child support, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> right, so on the last, well, no, no, no. They could come for the. <laughs> oh, I guess the they could say, "Hey, where were you? Where were you for the first seventeen years, old man?" I said, "I you was know? locked up. Give me that. Learn how to <laughs> yeah. tattoo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Yeah, what do you they'd say that. Do? Yeah, no, I don't know. I guess it would really depend on the person at that okay. point. But I, you're probably good at this point. But yeah, like, like I was saying, like people harbor mad secrets, like within the family. Like I found out recently. Check this out. My wife goes to a therapist, and she's a great therapist. She's anybody need a referral in New yeah, Massachusetts thanks. for a good uh, therapist? <laughs> we gotta make that drive. Yeah, yeah. If you're ever in town, you know, you'd stop it's in. Not that a, far. I got some friends in that, and that's yeah. I think. Yeah, spend a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. My wife goes to see her, and this woman knows my family from back in the day, apparently. When my wife started going to see her, um, the woman told her that, like, you know, probably for, you know, professional sake and just to kind of maybe, I don't know, make her feel slightly more comfortable. Um, but, yeah, basically told her that when she was growing up, she was in the same friend circle as, like, my godmother and my mother and stuff like that. And she told my wife, now this is something that I never knew, found out maybe, like, I don't know, like a year and a half ago, my mom went after she had me. I don't know if she was having like postpartum depression or something like that, but she was like, after like having me for a few weeks, she was kind of like, oh, I can't do this. And she like, I don't know, went with her friend to California and left me with my dad. And when I was born, my mom and dad were like, I mean, you know that movie Blow? Yeah. yeah. My dad used to hold cocaine in the closet for George Jung back in the day. So <laughs> oh, when man. I so when I was a kid, there was kilos in the closet and oh back in the day my dad almost got in trouble with all types of shit but should, at should that I time this out or no um maybe i mean my dad's 61 and on 15 percent i'll just kidneys. bleep, I'll just bleep you know out how I'm much saying? it was yeah so exactly yeah yeah whatever you feel whatever you feel is appropriate but yeah so anyway needless to say during that time my father probably wasn't in the best shape to be handling me by myself uh by himself so oh, yeah but yeah but that's something that i randomly just found out because my wife goes to therapy and the woman's like oh yeah uh when Nick was a kid, his mother just took off and went to California for a couple of weeks and left him with your father. I was like, oh, really? Nice. Sweet. But yeah, so all types of fun shit like that that's always lurking somewhere in the darkness ready to just pop out at you. So, you know. My dad left me and my brother at the beach once. On oh, purpose man. or on accident? No, on purpose. Oh. Yeah, so, like, it was fucked up. What, did he leave for an extended period of time? Or he was left, we, there was other family there, but he didn't like uh-huh. be like, you guys got to take care of my kids. He just like left and like did drugs for a couple of days and, oh, like, been, and left us. At the, yeah, it was fucked oh, up. It was shit. a bad, bad memory, but I, I just laugh at it now, but it's fucked up yeah, to it's look really back on. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's crazy when you're, when you're a kid, there are things that happen and like, because of the people involved in the situation, they can really mold it and make it kind of seem like, oh, you know, like it was like this or it wasn't that bad or you remember it as you want to remember it as like, oh, yeah, that was like no big thing. And then like a couple of years down the line, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, fuck. I think it's um, <laughs> it's like the way you process trauma and stuff like we we're talking about trauma. Like uh, 
like some like people die and I just like don't feel anything. And I always yeah. thought like there was something wrong with me. And then it'll be like fucking fifteen years later, and I'll just like lose my shit one night yep. over it, and yep. like it like catches up to you. And I, mm-hmm. I even like, I saw we were talking last week about the good therapist I had for a couple sessions who dumped me. Like uh, she, I remember her saying something like, "I, I was like, ah, this and this thing happened, and I don't care really. It's not bothering me." And she's like, "Yet." Yeah. Like it's not bothering. Like you're, you don't know when that's. Yep. She's yeah. like, yeah, you could feel that way now, but that doesn't mean that's yeah. just how you're. You're putting it off, you know. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. yep. Just beating it down. Yep. Yeah. It's like when I was a kid and I used to use drugs all the time, and I used to say, "Oh, I'm not looking for any kind of escape or anything. I just right. like being fucked up." You know what I mean? And then like, yeah, then you need it just to get through the day type shit. So you know. Yeah. When I was I was drinking a lot more, you know, than I have been, and uh, for like a decade. And I was like, yeah, I just don't look back, you know? And it's like, no, you're just like like running. Like you just, just want to stop under like feeling anything or seeing any like remembering anything. And like mm-hmm. sometimes I was talking to Cody about it and I was like, like because I don't remember half the tours we were on. I was uh-huh. fucking blackout, like the hell the whole tour. And like yep. Yep. I'm like, why did I do like why did I hate myself so much? Mm-hmm. And like it, mm-hmm. it's like it's when I was doing it. I don't know if I was conscious of like, man, I just don't want to be around me. Mm-hmm. And later on, like looking back on that, it just like clicked one day. Like, what the fuck? I was like punishing myself. I wasn't like yeah. just like, oh, man, life's a party, bro. Ride this wave. I was like, uh-huh. I don't know. I was like, fuck this guy. I got to take him out of the picture. Like about yeah. myself. Wouldn't yeah. you rather remember things now? Like, the next, oh, I love like, remembering just having shit memories now. of I, shit. There's yeah. stuff I don't want. I that hurts, but well, I'd still rather like, know it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, being numb to that shit doesn't help. It all finds a way. Like my wife did the same thing her whole life. She didn't know that like there was anything wrong with her upbringing, or like she didn't know anything about like her mother's mental illness. Like she didn't even know her mother was mentally ill until literally she was with me. So she grew up. Her grandparents like raised her, and her great grandparents raised her. But her mom was in and out of her life because she was like in and out of the hospital and stuff like that. And, um, uh, she, uh, I don't know, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, <laughs> well, she didn't know. But she didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. She had absolutely no idea until I basically, somebody had to like point it out to her. Her mother had to have like this catastrophic event happen for her to realize like, oh shit. Like when I was a kid and I was seeing this and I was seeing this, like, that's what that was. Like I was going to the hospital to visit my mother or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. So, um. It's just wild. Like, she had absolutely no idea. And then, like, she later on, she found out that, you know, she was like a workaholic. Then she became an alcoholic. Then she became a drug addict. And, like, all those things, like, in secession were all her trying to, like, beat down, like, basically her whole entire life that happened before I was there. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, like, so, like, basically, that's what she was doing. And I, one day, like, she started having these weird episodes when we were living with my dad where um, she would start to feel, like, really sick. And she would feel almost like she was, like, on a blackout, pass out. We thought they were, like, repressed memories, like, something trying to come back or something that she was trying to remember. And it was fucking her all up. Um, but they were actually, like, precursors to these seizures that she ended up happening later oh on. Oh, my God. And, again, it just it goes to show you that no matter how hard you try to beat that shit down and no matter how hard you try to, like, push it away, it compounds enough to the point where 
your body and your brain is going to find a way to like yeah, make you, you deal with that. You can't. Like you're going to break. You're going to have like psychosis, or you're going to break down mentally, physically. Like something's going to happen to you if you've been through some shit that's that bad. You know. You can't outrun yeah. yourself. Like you're always no. right. You're you're there. No. You know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I for get sure. that. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh been a crazy like last couple of years, like just with dealing with like trauma and like so many people dying all the time, like especially out where I am, and I'm sure y'all know. People overdose, like, one of my best friends that I grew up with, that I was, like, the one of, it was probably the first best friend that I ever had. He's the person that got me into underground hip-hop. He's the person that got me into, like, skateboarding and BMX, all that stuff when I was a kid. Uh, punk rock, a lot of punk rock shit. Um, his name was Paul Nuss. He just passed away on uh, August 25th. Um, and yeah, a lot of people just going out really, really early. And yeah. that yeah. that death actually affected me to the point where when I got the call, it was actually one of those things where somebody that I knew that didn't even know him nearly as well as me saw something on Facebook and then texted me. Oh, it's the right. worst, dude. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, sorry to hear about Paul Nuss. Right. And it was like, it was like, what? You're like, like what the fuck? Why would yeah. I, why did I find out this way? Exactly. Yeah. My, yeah. exactly. my best friend overdosed a couple years ago, my lifelong best friend, and mm -hmm. I was in Paris Yep. And I saw a fucking person I don't even like's fucking Facebook post about it. Oh, yeah. And I that's was like awful. That's fucking miserable. I it was the same thing. It was like like it was with Cody again and he was like, "Yeah, like you okay? You want to like chill out?" And I'm like, "I'm fine." But this yeah. is fucked up, but I'm fine and it takes fucking years, you know, for me to it fucking does. cry it out by myself somewhere yep. or something yep. like it's surreal. Nothing is real mm -hmm. to me a lot of the times when it's yeah. big. You know? Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it's like the whole shock and awe of the situation. Like, you have to totally, like, it takes a while for everything to kind of, like, just, like, wash over you. And, of course, too, now we're, like, you know, we build ourselves up to kind of, like, be able to handle shit when it comes at us. So, of course, your natural instinct is to kind of, like, toughen up and just be like, oh, yeah, like, that's tragic and that's terrible and it really affects me, but, like, I'm not going to let it kill me and stop me from what i'm doing right now you yeah know it's what like I mean? what are you gonna do cry about it you know <clears throat> yeah, and like yeah that's i was thinking about that when you were talking earlier about like the family stuff and not knowing and it's like when some of this stuff that like fucked me up the worst was stuff where i was like so like people got it way worse than that i don't fucking yeah. my life's not that bad what am yeah. i gonna fucking cry about this shit like mm -hmm. the and that's the type of shit that like like changed who i am like altered my entire reality and yeah. it's like you're you're just taught to be like so the dude down yeah. the block it's you know his fucking teeth kicked in you what this thing traumatized you get yeah. over it and it's yeah. like yeah. well no i should probably deal with the things that affect me yeah, yeah, yeah and we yeah, don't yeah, deal with sure. them till we're fucking 40 years old you yep, know it, exactly it, it's i don't know if, what's the fucking right way i don't know yeah well i mean growing up with like i don't know i feel like our generation how how old are you ray are you, i I'm just 40. turned 39 Okay, well, my wife's yep. 39. Me and my wife have the same birthday, but she's a year younger than me. So she's 39. I'm 40. Um, but, uh, but um, fuck. What were we talking about? <laughs> this, this show is uh, sponsored by is marijuana. Basque. Uh, I'm Basque still the dispensary. oldest. Just talking yeah. about how our, we grew up a certain way, like, deal, and we don't deal with things the right way. Yeah, for sure. Well, of, I, where we were when well, we were 12, 11, or whatever. And I think you that... Know. Our generation of parents that raised us was kind of like, 
not the generation of great Americans that came they're, before. They're mm-hmm. kids, man. That, you know to what me, I mean? Like, like, my, I think they, my parents were kind of young and like... Yeah, my parents were young. My mom was 18, 19, I think, when she had me. My it was, dad was like, like coming after a baby boom thing where everyone, it just worked out. Mm-hmm. And then so those people's parents were like, have kids and a family. It just works out. And the whole fucking exactly. way America worked was changing. And it wasn't mm-hmm. fucking working out for anybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. think... When I meet people that are our age, I feel like we all have something like that in common. It's like For so sure. rare to meet someone with like wasn't isn't from a broken home or or exactly. didn't have some kind exactly. of addiction or you know any kind of so there's always something where it's like oh man here's the most earth shattering shit I could talk about and there and you're like oh yeah me too yeah that's the everyone in this room that that's the same thing yeah yeah it's, it's kind of crazy yeah you got to imagine that like you know. They weren't, I mean, obviously, if they weren't able to supply us with the best tools to figure the shit out, I mean, I guess it says something about the people that raised them as well. You know Absolutely. What I mean? but, yeah. yeah, but but I think that throughout the course of, like, me growing up, I was around a lot of kids that came from broken homes, parents were addicts, or single moms, single dads, um, kids that got into a lot of fucked up shit early on, whether yeah. it was drugs, whether Absolutely. it was uh, yeah. being abused, or a- any of these things, like, you know, or being precarious, or anything, like, so many different things, and, like, at the time, we were all trying to find our own way, and we were all just being assholes to each other, and, like, me and my buddy Mike, after not seeing each other, like, he's telling me, he's like, man, you remember so-and-so, and you remember so-and-so, like, man, I could have been so much better to that person, because right. I could tell at that time that that person was probably going through some things, but I was going through some things and I didn't know how to like share that pain with somebody at that time. It was about me and that's all I could think about. So, you know, I didn't give the person that respect that they deserved back then. But it's like, you know, when you're young, I mean, especially you don't really, yeah. you don't really always take things into consideration like other people's feelings, you know? So well, when you're yeah. 10, like when you're like 10, right? Because when I was oh, 10, yeah. that's when I was like, I started hanging out with the bad kids and like doing, yep. and like, yep. You, I was like 11. Yeah, you like walk into a room when you're 10 and everyone's got ever like th- these kids were like robbing people and like st- starting to do dope and shit. We're like uh-huh. fucking 10, dude. Like yeah. that's fucking crazy. And like you walk into that room and you're not like something's got to change. This is mm. not right. You're like yeah. this is my reality now yeah. mm-hmm. and this is probably this is how everyone's reality is. Yeah, and it's like no, you. But you're you're not there. You're not an adult. You're not supposed to figure that out for everyone. Exactly. You, you don't know that it's yeah. like you could see that it's wrong. You watch an after school special, uh, mm-hmm. say by the bell and shit, and be like, oh, this is not the way things are supposed to be. But you're not mm-hmm. you're not equipped to fucking diffuse it or tell someone they need to be better or do better yourself. You just go, yeah. You're I'm watching fucking menace to society you know and thinking that shit's like like mm-hmm. the like a real thing that people get in you know and, and that is reality for people but it's like we're all going like yeah this is how our life's gonna be it's almost interesting it's almost mm-hmm. cool to be these kids and it's like it wasn't and it yeah, was fucked no. up for a lot yeah. of people oh you yeah know? for sure yeah for sure definitely um like and just like, you know, I had so many friends that ended up becoming drug addicts. I had friends that became drug addicts and alcoholics and got sober. And, um, I mean, I just, and alcohol is just the devil in general. I mean, that shit just like destroys so many people and so many things. Like I remember when we were kids, like my, my friends, uh, I had these, um, these friends that are brothers that there's four of them. And, um, I had to save, I had to save two of them. 
one time because of alcohol. And these are kids that like went on and like, you know, they came from a broken home and they were doing the same shit. Like these kids like talk about trying to escape. Like these kids each drank like 30 shots of whiskey in one night or something like that. Yeah. And it was like, Hey, so like I had gone to the mall with a friend of mine. I'd taken acid and I was tripping. So I came home and when I came home, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go see what my friends are doing. And I go over to my friend's house and I'm, and two older dudes, the older brother and one of the friends are sitting down there. And there's like this, I'm assuming it was because I was tripping. Like the bottle kind of looked like kind of like old and dusty. So I was like, oh, like, would you guys find this like old bottle of a whiskey at? You know what I'm saying? And they're like, old bottle. We just bought this bottle. And I mean, it was, it was like, <laughs> I mean, it's we're all talking dusty on the shelf in the yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably. And 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 uh, and Chris is like, it was Chris and Justin were the two brothers that drank a lot. And they're like, oh yeah, I had like 25 shots. And the other one's like, oh, I had like 20 shots. But nobody seemed inebriated. Nobody seemed drunk, like nobody seemed out of sorts at all. And um, we were going to go meet somebody to go smoke weed in like the golf course or something. And it was like snowing out. It had snowed and we were walking. And as we're walking, um, one of the brothers, Justin, the younger brother's trailing behind me and he starts like talking to me, but his he's like slurring his words and he's like dragging his feet and he's like bumping into me. And I'm like, Chris, I'm like, dude, come get your brother. He's all drunk. And he turns around and he runs at him and he picks him up and he slams him into the snow and they start like fighting in the snow and we get up and we walk down to the golf course and we smoke and we get ready you're tripping on acid yes (laughs) oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah so 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 we walk down to the golf course we're we're smoking we smoke me and my friend dave are like well it's kind of cold out we're gonna go to my house which is like right down the street we'll eat some food whatever chill so we go there and when we left the two brothers chris and justin were totally wasted drunk but i mean they were on their feet they were talking it wasn't a thing, you know, we didn't, we were like, uh, I don't even know, like maybe like 15 years old or 16 years old, maybe, maybe not even like 14, 15. Um, and, uh, we go to my dad's house, we eat. And when me and my buddy are on the way back now, it's like three hours later. So we were walking down the street and I'm like, Oh, let's go see if these assholes are like still running around in the woods, like drunk. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, so we, so we go and we walk over to the woods and we start walking down the path. There's a short path that leads from the street into the woods. And then like you go over like this very like small stream that's like probably two inches wide and you're in like the golf course. There's like a garbage, there was like garbage barrels and like the, one of the holes was like right there. And as we're walking down this path, we start hearing what sounded like I was tripping balls. I was like peeking at this point. And, and it sounded like bears like hibernating or something. Like it was like really like Bear sleeping. Wa- sure it did. loud, loud, <laughs> like gruff, like no, they weren't sleep. All right, so apparently obviously they both had alcohol poisoning and they were both passed out. One was passed out. Wait, in the snow. bears were? No. Yeah. Well oh, when I thought they were bears, <laughs> thought they were my thought they were bears, but they were actually my friends. One was passed out in the snow with his jacket pulled over his head and his pants pulled around his ankles. <laughs> and the other one was like in like the coffin position in the middle of like a pricker bush that was the size of a coffin. That's and like he was a, in, what your body does because you're yeah, going to yeah, hypothermia yeah, and shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so he, so he was laid out like that and they were both silent. And as we approached, Damn. I started, I started to hear um, the one that was laying on the ground with a jacket over his head. He started like breathing like really heavily, like, uh, uh, over and over again. And the other one, Chris, was totally silent. 
So I go over to him and I like was like Chris and I touched him and as soon as I touched him, he started doing like like some kind of like um like my body is dying and I'm going into survival mode breathing. And he started to breathe really fast, short, hard oh, yeah. breaths, like over and over and over again, and then he would stop. And then I would touch him and he would do it again and he would stop. He wouldn't talk. Wow. That was like pretty that was like the only way that he could that he could communicate. So I was like, okay, so my friends are really fucked up right now. I have to help them. So I run down the path and I go to my another friend's house, our friend Steve, who was this like wild dude that like had tons of reptiles and like big knives and shit. <laughs> and he like awesome. went, yeah, he went to the alternative high school and like, you know, he got kicked out of all the other schools and, yeah. you know, then he got kicked out of the alternative high school. He was, you know. This guy's um, a badass legend. Steve, yeah. Hey, yeah, Steve, man. Steve. <laughs> He, he 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 was part he was part Floridian as well so uh, he was, yeah, that's the reptile yeah 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 so he was definitely like the house like we would go to and like you know his 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 uh, stepfather worked overnights and shit and we would go there after twelve o'clock and like smoke weed and drink like Martini and Rossi in the basement and shit <laughs> shit we would steal from upstairs liquor cabinet from his mom um, but uh, but yeah so I go over to his house and it's late at night at this point it's like well not late it's like 9 o'clock but I mean we're kids you know what I mean we're running around like, at like 9 30 10 o'clock at night banging on people's windows and shit yeah. so I saw so I saw banging on his window and I'm like Steve 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 I'm like open the fucking door open the door so he opens his window he's like what's up I'm like dude we need to call 911 and Chris and Justin are in you know are in the woods and they're not you know they're not responding da 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 so he's like, all right. So he comes out of the house. Instead of calling 911, he wants to go see. Like, he doesn't believe me. So right. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, listen, you don't believe me? I said, well, you can go over there and stay with them. And we're going to run to their house, which was two streets up. And their older brother that was there, that was the one who helped them get the liquor, was home. And I'm like, well, if I go there and I tell him... And maybe he'll be able to like do something. You know what I mean? Because I'm tripping balls. Last thing I yeah, want right. to do cops. Kid. You know what I mean? So yeah. So I run over to their house and I start talking. I start banging on his brother's window. And his brother opens up his window and he's like, "Oh man." He's like, "Well, you know." He's like, "I'm the one that got them the booze, and you know, I don't want to get in trouble." Oh I'm man. Like, I'm like, man dude. I'm up, like, it's, bro. I'm like, it's your fucking brothers, yeah. dude. Like, you know, like who cares at this point? Yeah. And he was like, "Oh no." He's like, "Oh, uh, I don't know." And you like closed the blinds and like shut the fucking shut the fucking light off and like yeah, hopped in the bed and like, like pull, he wanted hey, them to die this is the same guy who said he got stabbed but he stabbed himself oh damn smart guy but <laughs> he didn't stab himself through the shirt he lifted up his shirt stabbed himself and then pulled the shirt down and everyone said well if you got stabbed like that like would you have a hole like in your shirt so this is the kind, I, you know. I know when I yeah. stab someone, I lift their shirt up. He's like, I, exactly. I this exactly. is my favorite shirt. Don't fuck up my yes, shirt. Yes, please. Yes, this this T-shirt is this Ween T-shirt will be worth a hundred dollars in five years. Please don't stab yeah. me through my Ween T-shirt. They say you are more likely to cut yourself with your own knife than you so, are to cut someone else. You're more likely to cut yourself else. with a dull knife. You know that? Yes, yes, and yeah. and this was like mm -hmm. something where like. This was like in, like involved like probably a dime bag of weed getting stolen or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like so anyway, so he hops in his bed and I'm like, okay, so now I have to knock on the door. And at the time, their father was living there and their father passed away a few years ago, but their father was not anybody that was like a constant in their life. He would show up when he had nowhere to sleep and their mom would like let him sleep like in the shed outside. Right. Um, kind of thing. Um, so I'm like, all right, well I have to go bang on the door and tell whoever's inside that this is happening. So I go and I bang on the door and like I bang on the door one time 
and the door opens and the father goes, if you don't leave my son alone, don't stop banging on this door. I'm going to call the cops. And he slammed the door in my And you're face. like, call the fucking cops, Please, man. that's why I'm yeah. here. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'm going to have to call 911. So I ran back to my friend Steve's house and I go in the woods where Steve has been baby, basically babysitting these kids who are like poisoned with alcohol face down in the snow in the prick bush. Like, and he's white as a ghost. I go back there and I'm like, Steve, Steve. And he turns around and he looks at me like he's like seeing the dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, so I run back over there to his house and we call 911 and I'm talking on the phone to the paramedics or whatever. And they're like, Oh, are they on cocaine? Are they on cocaine? I'm like, dude, that's what, the like, para- think, that's what the paramedics asked? Yeah, that, that's what they oh, asked me fuck. on 911. I was like, no, I was like, they drank a lot of alcohol and I think they have alcohol poisoning. And they kept asking me over and over again if they were on cocaine. And I was like, yo, man, I was like, I think if they were on cocaine, they'd probably be like up and running around the woods. I'm like, these, they're totally non-responsive. Like, these, <laughs> like, they're passed out. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so I had to stay on the phone with them for a while. And then the cops came and the ambulance came and the ambulance people, it was, I mean, it was bad. Like, they were like, they, they like, um, First of all, they go back in the woods and they're like trying to, they, they wake Justin up, who's the one that's on the ground with the jacket pulled over his head. And he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, where's my brother? Where's my brother? And they're like, your brother's over here. I'm like, Justin, your brother's all right. He's over here. They got to take care of him. And he's telling him, he's like, Chris, Chris, just puke, just puke. <laughs> I can do it. See? And he threw up like all like. He was laying flat on the Perfect. ground. That's what he needed. Oh man! And he had That's and he, he had needed. like and he had like long hair, so like it got all in his hair. And Ju- and Chris is still obviously not responsive. So they picked Justin up and they literally dragged the kid on his knees out of the woods. And they're like, "Oh, if you throw up on my shoes, I'm gonna fucking kick you in the face and all the shit." So yeah, so that was like the experience with the all that. The paramedics are saying that. Yeah, the paramedics Good and the guys. cops are like, yeah, great mm-hmm. people. They were and hoping thought, he was on coke or something. That's all. <laughs> yeah, and they like, I gotta decide which shoes to wear. Don't throw me. Yeah. Don't throw up on my shoes. Just tell me what a fucking coke is. Yeah, yeah. we know Crack there's cocaine in the woods. You fucking kids have cocaine in the woods. They probably we thought know. they took their cocaine from the woods. Yeah, most likely. Most likely. I've never but, called. Uh, I've never called nine one one, and they're like, "Does he have coke on him? Is he high?" Automatic. Coke? Automatically. <laughs> the first like, thing they ask. Yeah. My friends are drunk, passed out in the woods. Where's the cocaine? <laughs> Where was this at again? What state? This, this was in Massachusetts, Dartmouth, oh, Mass- Dartmouth, Dartmouth, Massachusetts. So it's like the little town kind of thing. So, you know, probably not the best. Um, I never had the best uh, experience. Probably looking for cocaine. So people are going to Google, like, should I move to Dartmouth and this podcast is oh, going to yeah. show up? Should oh, my yeah, son go to Dartmouth University? Oh, yes. Just, yes. Just, uh, just, if you ever have to call 911, make sure you don't have coke on you. Exactly. Because <laughs> they're going to look for it. doesn't matter what happened. Did Doesn't the guys uh, lose any toes or anything? Did, no, they like, didn't. No, no, no um, That's the no, first thing had, to go. They had hypothermia. Yeah. Um, they were both hypothermic. Ooh, and they both had alcohol poisoning. Uh, the paramedics also kept like uh, their like they didn't give them their wallets back, and they kept like their chains and like all these things. They were going they through cocaine withdrawal. Is what it was. Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cut through, <laughs> cut cut through all their brand new like clothes that their mom had just gotten them for Christmas and stuff. Which I know they have to do that, but I remember them actually complaining after the fact that their clothes got ruined or something like that. But <laughs> they they ended up they ended up surviving. Um, they ended up both living. Um, Good. And I was like, you know, every year I got invited to the family Christmas party, and th- their, their mom Terry, God bless her soul, she she passed away not too long ago. Um, she was the one that was like, every every she's like, you know, I'm so thankful that you were there, and 
blah, blah. She doesn't know that I was tripping balls. Oh, and, dude, doing oh, that on acid that. has got to be the worst nightmare well, of your life. Like, I, well, I got no. a, a fight on mushrooms once, and it was one of the worst oh, my nights of my life. Hey, I had a car. I had a car pull alongside me one time in the breakdown lane, like with a bunch of like huge skinhead dudes in it, while I was tripping on acid, and they were like fucking with me and making me say all this weird shit. And I was, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like being a dick back to them, like, but like not really. But I was kind of being a dick. Like I, I knew I was being a dick. They kind of caught. They kind of caught on. I had to have so, my yeah. hands on a cop car hood while I was on acid one time, and I kept taking my hands off and like, put your hands back on the hood, and I'm like tripping <laughs> uh, balls, freaking out. Uh, this shit sucks. Where's the so, cocaine? Yes. Put your hands back on the hood. <laughs> <laughs> He's where the goddamn coke is, oh, son. Man. So I end up that going home that I go home that night, and this happened like on a weekend. So I go home that night and I wake up the next morning. I think it was like a Sunday morning. And um while I was out the previous day, the mail must have came. And at my school, they used to do these things called midterms, and midterms aren't what you think. Like it's not like this test that you take. It's like kind of like a progress report. Like yeah. they they oh, give yeah. you like like they give you like how you're doing in each class and you bring it home and your parents yeah have to yeah sign we got those shit. like quarterly yeah. of course yeah, yeah. I, we, we, I used to yell them. that every time for that yeah we got them twice a year <laughs> yeah oh I've gotten grounded from like a midterm to a yeah. report card to a midterm before yeah. yeah it sucks but yeah so those must have come in the mail because apparently maybe I was giving them and I didn't give them to my dad to sign well I wasn't doing well at school at the time and I woke up the next morning after saving my friends' lives. And I opened my bedroom door, and the the um, the midterms were stabbed through my door. It was like <laughs> it was like a really um, it was like a really like shitty like particle board kind of door. You uh -huh. know what I mean? And there was a there was a steak knife like from the wood block <laughs> like in the with like the green plastic handle like stuck through the midterms like it, fucking he's stabbed letting you know, my he door. Knows. And my dad was like, <laughs> it's like you're fucking grounded, you know, going out for a fucking month. And I'm like, and I and I also never told my father that I saved my right, friends' right. lives because I was a kid at well, the time. Well, because you're doing something wrong. Yeah, like, you know like, why you oh, did yeah, something oh, yeah. right. You're out partying oh, yeah. and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, when my dad started smoking weed with me when I was, like, way too young, I was like, hey, dad, guess what? You know what I mean? I started, like, regaling him with all the shit. So, yeah, so he got to find out all those things later on in life anyway, but... Yeah, yeah, I was told my mom once about getting arrested a, a bunch of times, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I'm sure, I'm sure." That's what she said. I'm sure. I don't. I don't uh, want to know. I'm sure. I told. Oh, I've man. told my mom stories about shit, and she's like, "Yeah, I know. I already knew that." My mom always <laughs> says that too. She's, she's like, like, "I, I know. I knew that. exactly. I what know was about going that." On. Bitch. They act. Yeah. Oh yeah. They act like they know. They they act like they know. They don't. They don't always know. My yeah. My parents yeah. just imagined the worst, and when I tell them, they're like. Oh, that's even that's better than what we thought. That's, My right. mom would fuck with me. I'd sneak out at night, and she would like lock the fucking door when I sneak out, so I couldn't oh. get back in. <laughs> Just to tell me, yeah, I know you're snuck out, motherfucker. And then Punish she would unlock it like an hour later. Punishment fit the crime. Oh. I come in, I go, fuck, man, I'm gonna get it in the morning. <laughs> so what? Did, what? What did we learn this week? What? What did? What? Did, what have you learned, Nick? You you learned a lot of stuff about your family. Yes, I did learn a lot of stuff about my family. Um, what has it been a week yet? Yeah, I guess it's been a little over a week, but. Um, probably the most prep recently was my friend passing away. We had a memorial for him. Um, all of like the friends got together that hadn't seen each other in like, uh, 15 years and all yeah. that. And so, you know, it was pretty cool. Like everybody like, um, got along and there were a couple people that used to be best friends that haven't been recently and ended up getting, you know, rekindling their friendship again, That's which is nice. nice. That's and, the best part. That's the only good thing is like, yeah, if you could get sure. together and tell some good stories and laugh and shit yeah, and, that that's and, the... You know. Paul's Paul's brother, um, Danny, um, who's a great, great kid. Um, 
he's he has a lot of mental issues. He had a lot of crazy stuff happen to him during his life, but no one has like seen him in forever. Like I had to go pick him up from like a group home. His dad is like a huge dick. His dad basically made him tell like his like social worker that he was homeless so he could like move into a group have a home place to live, yeah. Yeah. so we could get housing and all this stuff yeah. or whatever so like he hasn't seen or been in contact with like any of the old friends like and he's like really like kind of like kind of on another plane kind of you know what i mean like mm -hmm. he, he's he has schizophrenia and he's there but it's really easy for him to kind of like withdraw back into the past and kind of just yeah. like start acting like a kid and like talking about all this like crazy shit um but yeah we we were able to like get into i was able to get in touch with him and um we were able to like bring him to the party and he was able to like he just wanted to sit around and hear people talk about his brother you know That's what nice. i mean um so we were able to do that um so that was good um but yeah um basically i learned yeah my family's really fucked up and um <laughs> yeah uh people are definitely having uh a hard time like um just dealing with things that they really, really need to deal with, man. Yeah, it feels like everything's coming to a head. So COVID yeah, yeah, it's, in twenty twenty one. It's been like that. It's been like that. During they, COVID, you know, all kinds of people are dying for different reasons. Racism you know, and everything. It's like everything we grew George up with Floyd, as kids and we knew was fucked up, but nobody mm -hmm. was fixing while we were kids is now like it's exploding. And all you yep. need is all these tragedies to happen like where mm -hmm. people are stuck what not working and then shit gets crazier, but I feel like then like drug use goes up and alcohol use goes up domestic they, abuse they, everything and all goes that. up yeah because yep. it's fucking everyone's fucking trapped with with themselves mm -hmm. but then like also mm -hmm. resources are getting cut so like a huge problem that was happening during the pandemic especially is like uh people who were suffering from addiction that like couldn't get into rehab or couldn't get into like a you know a safe place for them to be sober and then they end up overdosing yeah mm -hmm. for sure for I sure remember, remember they tried to close liquor stores right at first and they're like we can't do that and they yeah. opened them yeah, back they up unnecessary they're like yeah. we can't close liquor stores yeah, yeah people crazy. would yeah, literally no. fucking yeah. die it's like one of the only withdrawals yeah, yeah. you could die from right they yeah. actually they the actually created oh yeah yeah they, they, <laughs> some of them some of them you couldn't like go inside they had to do like uh at the curb only or whatever yeah, but yeah. they actually like created more when i um, went the like, line was around the block literally oh, yeah, around the yeah. corner it was crazy mm -hmm. and they made like new alcohol delivery services <laughs> yeah. oh like, yeah they let you could yeah. drink in the street in trenton yeah i got yeah. a long island iced tea delivered to my house that's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, they were letting yeah. restaurants sell alcohol and stuff, but they have an app where I live called Drizzly. Where you oh, yeah, can basically we use just, we have it. You, yeah, yeah, you can just order bottles like to the house. I don't drink, so yeah. that's cool. You know what I mean? They, Maybe one, they deliver they Captain in a plastic bottle instead of a glass oh. one. Uh, so sorry. No so it doesn't yeah, break. What a tragedy. Yeah. yeah. It's not so I, bad. I, would, I had <laughs> trouble with that. I'd have trouble with that, too. <laughs> what, uh, what, what did you guys learn this week? I learned uh, make sure you step through the shirt. Yeah, if you're gonna fake your own stabbing, you gotta go through the shirt. Classic break all the break-ins and all the shows, they're like he did it himself. Why? Nope. The ga yeah. glass is on the outside, right. not on the inside. I um <laughs> I don't know yeah. if this is something i I learned tonight, but it probably something that I always remember to learn when I talk to new people about what they go through is that like I'm normal, I'm human. Yeah, <laughs> just like everybody there's else. There's no such thing as normal. We're all right? struggling. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, it. Yep. Yeah. That's what keeps us all we got is us. Yeah. You know? Like yeah, Pac said. It's, it's like, like uh, sorry. No, no, I, I, Listening to other people's uh, experience in life like helps me deal with my own. It's, so. yeah, it's sure. It's like when like when people are fucking classist or racist or whatever, and they're you're like you like like when like a your poor white some poor white family's racist. It's like you have more in common. Yeah. With the people you're hating, being like trained to hate. Yeah. Than mm -hmm. you do with like the people telling you to hate them, and yeah. I, and I think that's like kind of. 
universal, even though it, like it doesn't just relate to that specific kind yeah. of problem. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like when someone fucking cuts me off in traffic or something, I'm like this dumb fuck, you know, this piece of yeah. shit, and I'm like. This dude, you know, you make mistakes. Like yeah. they, this, they got yeah. shit going on. Like you're just, not the only person on the fucking planet, yeah. dude. Calm down. I was just like, if that person sucks that bad at driving, they got it way worse than me. That's what I think when people fuck with me a lot. Like <laughs> oh, if I'm yeah. in a good place I've mentally, cut people off. Yeah, like, oh, oh, me maybe too. I shouldn't yeah, have cut same. that fool. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I don't. Oh. I never cut people off. Drive never. Never. Uh, perfect. If, I, if, if I'm <laughs> no, in an no. automobile, if I'm in an automobile. Don't matter how good my mental state is, my anger is fair game. Yeah, it's that bubble. Sure. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I uh, we I was test driving a truck today, and I kept testing the brakes and shit in Philly, and this <laughs> fucking lady behind me was like, You're like what? so oh. visibly like losing her mind, like what the yeah. fuck? And that's what would happen to me. Like I'd be like, oh, this fucking moron doesn't know shit about yeah. driving, and I would never consider he's test driving some old truck that he fucking doesn't know shit yeah. about, and doesn't have power <laughs> steering, and he's seeing if the brakes work. Yeah, I'd be like, look at this drunk motherfucker, get off the road you know yeah. <laughs> quit break checking break she was so fucking that was pretty funny it was so fucking funny which is probably what i look like she was probably in a people. hurry she's probably late for work she, there's a whole other fucking lane she yeah, could have gone around me oh, yeah. she could have gone around well, that's yeah. her fault then i agree uh, i'm not gonna blame her but you know oh yeah no like me either i would have been yelling at you too though but there's you know people <laughs> wait are, that truck's for sale <laughs> like when a lot of times even when i'm talking shit about someone in traffic i try to like wave do the wave, you yeah, know, was, and like someone holds you up or you hold someone up, do it, give yeah. them a little fucking, even yeah, they, oh, they yeah. can see me mouthing like piece of shit. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah thanks. Good <laughs> to see you. I'll be like rolling by. Is that Ray? Driving? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Dude, that happened to me with the other bartender at mill, like the older dude, Eric, his name's Eric too. He, uh, one day I'm fucking, there's two lanes on South Broad, but it's like 25. But if you're, you know, it well, you're going to get over and just pass everybody. And he cut me off or so, or I cut, I cut him off by accident. And then he kept trying to pass me and I wanted to get in the left lane to go to Taco Bell. And I just cut him off again. And he's driving like a fucking madman. And I didn't know who it was, you know, mm-hmm. and he pulls up next to me and, and I'm like, I'm like, wait, you know, fucking hell, I recognize him. Like, you know, we're both like m- murderous rage, angry. <laughs> and it was like, we know each other and like each other. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, pick a fucking lane. And I'm like, you fucking in a hurry. And then it's like, we're both kind of like, I'm not mad enough to hate a person I know <laughs> yeah. about yeah. this. Yeah. We both kind of did something wrong. It's like, I'll be safe. See, and every time I see him, like, how, how are you driving, man? You okay? You're fucking, you in a fucking hurry to get home? Mutual disrespect. Yeah, I got a yeah. funny story. I'm not going to say the person's name, though. Because <laughs> I don't. So, someone I know uh, got cut <laughs> off or something and, and flipped someone off in traffic right at, right at the same time that someone they knew and didn't like was riding by. <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit. And there's like, there's no way they're not going to think I was just that flipping happen. them That's off. the type of shit that happens to me. It was time. totally yeah. an accident. Though. Don't tell yeah. me, was that somebody else, motherfucker? And I get my ass beat. Uh, that's yeah. funny. We had that happen to us when we were riding our bikes near the beach one day. Me and my friend Brian, we were like, I don't know. We had ro- we had rode by somebody and we like way down. We like turned around. And we were like, yeah, fuck that guy. And there was like some guy who just happened to be like making direct eye contact with me at the time. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, dude. I'm like, we're flipping off some guy way back there. Oh, like that's man, not meant for you. Funny. And he was like, he was like, all right, all right. But, yeah. <laughs> you gotta yeah. like, you don't want to be like, you don't want to puss out. You're like, yeah, if you want to fucking do it, we'll do it. But it wasn't yeah. fucking at you. And then it never. Yeah. The, those kind of conflicts don't ever end because no one believes you. No one wants to back mm-hmm. down. Oh, that's funny. I I, I think I learned that everybody that that people not knowing who their real parents are in in some scenario is more common than I thought. 
I, yeah. That's what I've kind of learned. I, I, see, sure. I found out I was adopted like just a few years ago. I know. Like, yeah, I, I know. No that's idea. why I couldn't believe yeah. it. Like, so, spoiler alert, Nick told me like, what his parents, subject was, which is not what we're supposed to keep it a secret, but it was oh, like, okay. yeah, it blew my mind, you know? Like, my parents that raised me, it wasn't like bad. They were great parents. It, yeah. was, just, it was just a weird, it was like, wait, really? I wonder how many nights no they idea. were like, you think we should tell them tonight? Oh, I think my, my mom wanted to tell me, or wait, no, my dad, okay, I can't remember. My mom wanted to tell me for a while, and then she finally did. My dad was like, yeah, you need to tell him. <laughs> So, it's oh. like with the moral I choice she, there. It's I think like, she thought I would have got upset about when it. When you're raising bad. a kid, when yeah. you're young, you're like, is this going to f- affect all the shit they have to do? It like, might've. you know, yeah. like, so I, I, that's a hard choice to make. Yeah, it's probably a good thing yeah. they waited to tell me when I was older. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There was probably a time where they would have told me that it would have been a lot worse for me. Yeah. I would have right. taken it a, been lot a, lot, a lot more detrimental to your, men- yeah, to your probably, mental health. Yeah. And your youth, I'm sure. Plus yeah. all the shit I was doing at the time, you know? Yeah, you're already... Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah she I told think, me at the right time, I think. Yeah. I, that's a hard fucking choice to make, man. Yeah, I, I uh... Know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't learn... I, I learned some... That people's fucking lives are wild, man. I'm not yeah. the only person on the planet. Uh, yeah, no. Do you guys... definitely some, something that connects us all is our shared fucked up experiences of living yeah, on yeah. this planet. Yeah, Especially, sure. like, generationally... I think it's a it's people find different common grounds with with things that became common. Like it, it's like, and you can like correlate it to things. Oh, the economy did this. Our parents all had to work at these hours, or this thing had. And it's like you don't think big picture does that shit, but yeah. it does. It's how yeah. it capitalism works. changes lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, you got anything to plug? Um. Uh, Pink Navel's going on tour. Starting, oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, October twenty eighth, starting in Brighton, short uh, East Coast tour. Um, uh, aside from that, uh, you know things are weird with COVID. So Chesky just finished up a tour with Doc Time Sunshine. Doc Time Sunshine's going to be touring the West Coast in November. I'm supposed to be announcing that tomorrow, but you just announced. I don't know. Well, this well, won't, this won't come drop out on Tuesday. Tuesday so. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it was a tour that was already booked, but then the whole San- Homeboy Sandman fiasco thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so like I tried to like manage to uh, keep as many dates for them as I could out there. So so yeah, uh, Pink Naval Tour in October and Dark Time Sunshine Tour in November. Keep Do you a have look a, out for that. Like a website where people can find this stuff? Oliverbooking.com slash tour. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. How about you guys? Indeed. You guys got anything to plug this week? Not uh, really. No. Right, go ahead. No, I don't. I got some music stuff I'm working on for few different people including awesome. you we're yeah we did a song, song this weekend i don't know what we're doing we're doing a single or? it was the coolest songwriting we're time i've album? had in cool. a while so i had a lot of fun doing it and it's a yeah. good rap song for once and uh we'll maybe we'll goes. put a little ep together if we got the time Eric, you're gonna yeah. put a verse on it time's been tough what's that is Derek smacklin gonna put a verse on it oh i've never done that i should try it right that'd yeah. be really funny let's do it <laughs> why not why not now if all not right. now when all right um do we have any uh call-ins wait or? uh Ray, no, i checked there wasn't any actually the pizza hustle store is open again oh yeah okay yeah will th- it be closed by tuesday or thank you so much no the pizza okay. hustle store is open again um we brought back the flannels uh chuck who was on the show not too long ago was a big advocate for him he wanted him to get a second round uh this is there's a lot of long sleeves a lot of sweaters it's like a winter store or kind of a fall winter store it's probably like one of the coolest ones we've done. So uh, you can find links everywhere. Pizza Hustle on Instagram. Uh, Pizza Hustle on Twitter. My website, RaymondStrife.com. Uh, so that's that's a cool thing. Thank you for reminding You're me. Welcome. I'm actually very excited about it myself. I get a, I order my own clothes because I don't make them. So I, I kind of buy them myself and test them too. I'm really excited yeah. to buy something from the store. Yeah. Uh, so thanks. I got a sweater from last store. It's pretty nice. Pull over. And soft. you look great in it. 
Yes, yeah. I do. Thank you. Do we have? Uh, did anyone call in this no, week? No, there was. There wasn't anything. What's the uh, phone number? What? That we finally six zero nine three five eight zero eight zero four. We finally call, alienated text, our one fan. Leave a message. Yeah. Hopefully, fuck Nobody that has guy. Time to call. <laughs> People got shit to do. Yeah, if you guys yeah. call or leave a message or text, it probably will get featured on an episode. But normally, we'd think you'd just give us something to complain about, not tell us wacky shit about your dad fucking geese or whatever <laughs> happened the last few weeks. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Send us uh, something cool to check out. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, talk some shit. Tell us what we're doing wrong. I don't about, give a fuck. How we'll about fucking that, air it. You how think about we that, won't? How about that pug video where the pug's walking and pissing on his front legs? I how shared the fuck a, you do that shit? I shared a video on you Facebook. You seen that? Oh, adorable. Oh, that, that's oh older, God. though. That, that's an old video. I yeah. saw the old one where he's going for like a minute and a half straight. I, yeah, that's that the one I've crazy. seen. That's yeah, honestly, seen. ever since Ray saw that, he's been practicing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. yeah, mostly just goes right in my face. I read there's a reason yeah. why they do that. It has something to do uh, with trying to hide, mask their scent or for, uh, from for other bigger predators. animals. Yeah, something for animals that piss higher. Higher. I don't know how that works. Yeah, really. Yeah, I had, that's a pug. I, I had a pug and he did not do that shit. Yeah, it's it's like a circus act. I had one no. small dog. He was like 13 pounds and or 15 pounds or so, and he would lift his leg higher than his head. And he would piece you right, but not like so no handstand crazy. shit. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen any creature piss for that long at one time. Moose <laughs> That's does. Crazy. Moose pisses for like two minutes straight. Really? And no moose joke. is like six times bigger than that. That dog. is true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Moose's bladder is slightly sized. Get him to do it on his front legs. That'd be crazy. He doesn't. <laughs> he pees with both his feet on the floor. I mean, oh, all okay. four. <laughs> Both hands on the wheel, uh, Nick. Man, thanks for doing this. It was nice meeting uh, you. I appreciate yes, it so much. It was uh, fun. Thank you. Thanks for that glimpse into your your wildly wildly personal sharing. Can't That's really yeah, I mean, like I like I said, I haven't been to therapy in a while, so you know it was nice to get that out there. And yeah. my my wife my wife told me that I could talk about whatever I want, so I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna tell her what I talked about, and she's probably gonna be like. Why the fuck did you talk yeah. about that shit? Well, she can so hear a, it Tuesday. When yeah, she's perfect. great too. Tell her I said <laughs> hi. Your your wife's yes. a sweetheart. You guys. Yes. Are, when if, I was um, out there, you guys were like the nicest fucking people on the planet, and it's it's really great to catch up with you. I'll it, plug my wife's stuff as well. She oh yeah, please. She has an Instagram. It's at Melissa's Flippin' Art. Awesome. Hold on one sec. Hold on one second. Let me let me go on my phone right here. Yeah, please. Just, just to make sure that I'm, that I get it right and I don't. It might be like a oh it's Melissa's underscore flipping underscore art and also she has her stuff in this gallery in New Bedford called TL Six the Gallery. Cool. But you can go you can go on their Facebook page and they sell stuff like online and stuff like that. So awesome. yeah, if you want to yeah, get her stuff, so cool too. It's really cool. Yeah, she, she's into making these like uh, clay vegetables that look kind of like creepy or sad. That, that sounds awesome. People really like them. Yeah. Yeah, people it sounds really, like really them, cool. So. Actually, yeah, I like them. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, not a lot of people ask me to do these kind of things, so yeah, it was fun. <laughs> man, totally. it's great to talk to Sweet. you, dude. I, yeah. I'd like to do it more, but uh, yeah, thank you so much again. Yeah, it was and, really uh, nice to meet you. We'll talk yeah, to you thank soon. You. It was uh, nice stick meeting a, stick y'all around. As well. We're gonna take a picture with you on the screen, okay? We're, okay. We're, we're gonna all take a family picture together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet. All right. Punks out. The Aging Punks Complain is recorded at Sketchisms Media Studios and produced by me, Eric Backman. The theme song, The Aging Punk Complains, was written by Raymond Strife and Ill Omega. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Aging Punks Complain. And if you like the show, leave a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 